Will you please buy me a Mercedes Benz? I missed that. That was a great advert. We don't, we don't make quality adverts like that anymore. No, not anymore. Oh Lord, oh Lord won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Do you know what? I've been singing that song several. Oh God, I've now, I've now collected everything. You need a break. Oh, there's in other news. Oh yes. My car oh, yes. has returned. Oh. She has arrived back. I'm free. I'm free. What does she look like? Has Same she as she fixed? always did. She's been fixed under her skirt. <laughs> She's has had she her, her girdle readjusted. <laughs> has she been missing you? Um, I don't know. She hasn't yet spoken. I feel like, you know, she's like, you know, when you pick up the dog from the, when you've been in holiday, like, and they're upset with you. I yeah. feel like this is, you know, currently, yeah. Uh, where have you been kind of thing? Yeah. You know, oh, I've had pe people, people attending to my girdle who I don't know. <laughs> I don't know and I don't care for. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's fixed. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Where are you going to go to test your mattresses? Because you know in Ikea, you can actually lay on them. Oh, do you know what? That may not be a bad idea, actually. You get the one I I've got because you can get firm, extra firm. i tell you what I did see. I'm trying to think of the name of the company. There is a company that advertise. It's one of those. Hang on. I think I've got it down. You could tell me, actually. You could give me advice. Hang on. I wrote it down. Oh Lord, would you buy me a Mercedes Benz? I can't get that thought out of my head. It's been banging away for a little while now. Domio. Domio? Domio? In that, in that S the source. Plus mattress. It's called Domio S Plus mattress. And how much do they want for it? 400 quid. Yeah, it's about all the same price then. But IKEA, the only thing is you can test it before you buy it. A lot of them you'll get a hundred day, blah, blah, blah. So you try and get oh. that deal if you're not going to be able to lie on it because it, you never know, innit? Absolutely. Um, anyway, it who's that? It is. This is the original Desmond. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? The only thing I haven't got this week is the final song. Uh-huh. Oh, don't we do the Buy Me as a Mercedes-Benz? Do you know, that would be fabulous. I'd love that. That would Let's make me laugh. Yeah. Oh, Lord, will you buy me? Right, are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. You realise I'm not going to let this song, is not going to go. Right. Until you replace it with, I've got a lovely bunch of coats. The sound was big as your head. Big ones, small ones. Do you realise, Dave, we are on 72? Yeah, we're old. We've already started collecting our pension. But will it go up by inflation? Listen, I'm just so looking forward to your your wise words of wisdom for our listeners today. 
My good God. Who would have Adam and Eve it? We started on a random idea many, many moons ago. And now it shows 72, Desmond. And you that's have the washing to, you, machine. You're going to have to say that. Somewhere you've got to have to insert that in. I just said it. I know, but you're going to have to memorialize it. Keep it, you mean, as opposed <laughs> yeah. to all the bits that get deleted that no one yeah. ever gets to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be memorialized either on the on the show or somewhere so we can come back to it. Because that's Don't worry. Important... I will. I will. Uh, maybe one day we'll make the damn trailer. We'll get round to you, that eventually. But do you know the other thing I was going to say to you is that never before has our theme song become so acutely poignant. Now, you know, turn, turn, turn. It's everything we do. To everything, there's there is. To a everything season. is a time and a place and a motion and a. Are you ready? Yes. Let's do it. Welcome to this week's Des and Dave. In America this week, the federal court judge dismisses Arizona Republican chair's lawsuit to block January the 6th Select Committee subpoena. The US Justice Department believes Donald Trump may have more White House documents. Oathkeeper founder Stuart Rhodes and four others stood trial for seditious conspiracy in January the 6th case. Prosecutors argue that they plan for an armed rebellion. Late night bombshell destroys Herschel Walker's Republican nominee's Senate campaign. And lawmakers confront a rise in threats and intimidation and fears worse as Trump escalates feud with McConnell and accuses him of having a death wish. And in other news, Prime Minister Liz Please Trust Me and Chancellor Crazy Quarting have U-turned, reversed course, on scrapping the 45p tax rate. This comes after the announcement of the mini-budget spooked the markets, leaving people with massive mortgages to now pay. And the UK may face blackouts this winter, according to the National Grid. If fuel supplies lower, people will find themselves in three-hour rolling blackouts. The Prime Minister will face Parliament this week. One of her MPs has given her future ten days. With all of these events spinning, I ask you, Des, couldn't she turn out to be one of the best Prime Ministers we've ever had? All this 
and more. And, and more for sure <laughs> on this week's Des and Dave. It was like he was doing maths, though. 72 in a 65. It was 49 inches by 25. <laughs> we really went to town on the years there. Yeah. I'm still looking forward to show 101. Oh, my. Mm, Dalmatians. Yeah. It made me think of that. Maybe there can be a barking song. Anyway, let's start. What's going on? Oh, my God. What a week. What a month. <laughs> October surprise. <laughs> what what an eternity. We're literally just a matter of days before the before the midterm elections. However, Which are, let's, let's just let's just re-explain because maybe not everyone knows this. You know, it means middle of the term, like everyone's wondering when their homework's handed in. So this is basically <laughs> the election cycle in America. Everything, not everything is up all of the time. It's usually a third of this and a third of that. So right now, there are some Senate seats that are open and there are some House seats that are going to be up for grabs um, in various races. And depending on who you look at, the Democrats are quite hopeful, but you've got to get people out because it's not a presidential election like kind of our general election. It doesn't tend to generate as many people casting their vote, but we need every vote, Desmond. Otherwise, oh dear. So they're about to happen in November. Well, people are going to be a little bit interested in this one. Kelly Ward, who's the head of Arizona's Republican Party, when she was interviewed by the January 6th committee, invoked her Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination. But she, she played her MAGA tough act. And she's also been criticizing Hillary Clinton, who spoke in front of the Republican cir circus of a committee for 12 hours without invoking the Fifth Amendment or run away. Now, this is some time ago, but typical Republicans have always brought this to the surface every time something unfortunate happens to them. Kelly Ward was trying to prevent the January 6th committee getting her T-Mobile phone records and her communications relating to the January 6th insurrection. The judge ruled, however, against her and ordered her to turn over these documents to the January 6th committee. So you might ask, who on earth is Kelly Ward? Now, who is she, Desmond? Remember when Trump gave his fascist Arizona rally? Kelly Ward is the one who said, I am a part of the Orange Mafia. Now, Liz Cheney told the media in a recent interview, when I was in the Republican cloakroom just before January the 6th, the Republicans 
were referring to Trump as the orange Jesus. They were saying, we are doing this for the orange Jesus. Now, this is Kelly Ward at the Arizona rally. Hey, stand up if you're ultra mega! Ultra mega! Woo! Hey, I'm a proud member of the Orange Mafia! I wonder if that pleased the great emperor or not. (laughs) Oh, well, maybe you want to hear what the judge had to say of all her shenanigans. Um, Judge Diane Yumiwata, no, Yumitiwa, um, said that Kelly Ward failed to show that there would be irreparable harm from the release of the information about who was calling and texting her and who was calling and texting in general. And the judge rejected claims that the release of the information would, as Kelly Waters said, would chill the interest of party faithful in communicating with her. The public interest is heightened here, is heightened when, as here, the legislature is proceeding with urgency to prevent violent attacks on the federal government and disruption to the peaceful transfer of power. This is what the judge has said. Panel members want T-Mobile to turn over her phone records, Kelly Ward's phone records, from November 2020 through to January 2021 to include the period where Ward prepared a slate of electors, including herself, who were pledged to vote for Donald Trump, even though Joe Biden won the popular vote in Arizona. And the state's 11 electoral votes were also won by Biden. Documents backing that up were sent to Washington. However, Dr. Kelly Ward participated in multiple aspects of these attempts to interfere with the electoral count in January 6th. She told officials in Maricopa County to stop counting ballots and promoted inaccurate allegations of election interference by Dominion voting systems. In sending the set of unauthorized um, set of uh, electoral votes to Congress, Ward mischaracterized them as representing the legal votes of Arizona. But that's not all. While Congress was uh, recessed due to the mob violence and attack on the Capitol, Ward continued to advocate for overturning the results of the election. And even after the riots and congressional certification of Biden's win, Ward continued to maintain that the slate of fake electors contained the rightful and true presidential elections electors for 2020. She's even written a book about how she participated in sending an alternate slate of electors to Washington, all illegal, incidentally. (laughs) And um, she filmed videos of her activities around this alternate slate and posted them to YouTube. However, when 
summoned by the January 6th panel, she invoked her Fifth Amendment privilege against self-recrimination. I wonder why. <laughs> to answer any questions on these issues. Yes, indeed, you do wonder why. <laughs> um, but she has been a rather busy bee, hasn't she? She's been an extremely busy young woman. Well, I just like the fact that these guys try to... They watch it in the TV and the films, and this is how the, the fraud happens. And then in real life, you know, a baby gets in the way. Someone yaks up and, you know, spills the milk. And uh, we are seeing the spilling of the milk, I think. We are indeed. But she's definitely a MAGA supporter. That no, uh, no, she's a, a member of the Orange Brigade. <laughs> yes, Dave, yes. Touche, indeed. And we move on now to the US Justice Department believing that um, Donald Trump may have more White House documents. This is a rather long and rather muddled situation. It's... It, this... <laughs> This story has moved from day to day to day. Every day brings new questions, um, new explanations, and a whole load of um, legal responses. However, all the experts are saying that Trump needs to be charged. And the the question that's at the heart of um, most of the debate is, why would Trump take the boxes with classified documents in it from the White House? Why did he want to possess these classified documents after knowing from all his White House advisors that it is illegal to retain them? That's yes, but apparently he helped pack the boxes himself. Absolutely. Did you hear that bit of the story? He, absolutely. And the question is still retain, remains, why? What is he doing that for? And, of course, that question is there out there in the ether. And um, the FBI are hunting an explanation, um, as indeed uh, the local media is local national media are doing the same thing there is a current thinking that's doing the rounds at the moment a current belief that trump pitched trading classified files for documents proving that the russia probe was a hoax this is complicated i'll explain now Instead of returning the classified materials he'd taken to Mar-a-Lago from the White House, Donald Trump allegedly wanted to trade them for documents showing the FBI investigated his 2016, we're going back six years, investigated his 2016 campaign ties to Russia, according to reporting from the New York Times. For more than a year, National Archives officials have hounded the former president's aides and attorneys to return the boxes. Trump insisted they contained nothing important. Some just had... That, that means they contained lots of important things. <laughs> Absolutely. Some, he claimed, just had dirty laundry. Yeah, right. <laughs> But after more pushing from his team, 
Trump pitched the new uh, a deal. Um, give the government back its files in exchange for proof that the FBI's Russian investigation was a hoax. This is what the Times, New York Times, have reported. Now, his aides knew this idea would be a non-starter and never acted on it. So after one of Trump's attorneys warned him he could face serious consequences if he did not return the classified documents, the former president kept insisting the boxes were mine. They were his, stating that he, Trump, had declassified the documents. After this explanation failed, he insisted that the FBI had planted the documents at his Mar-a-Lago home or that the boxes were transferred to his home accidentally. Oh, the latest news in the ongoing saga, which has sparked a Justice Department investigation into Trump's handling of the classified material, is that federal investigators still believe Trump is withholding government documents. Some of the documents, 11,000 over 11,000 documents. So even now, after they've gone there and they've searched and everything, they still reckon he's still got some other stuff. Absolutely. And they believe that it's it's either his golf course or his badminton home. And and, let's go have a look then. And they're working out how they can um, organize a search without it triggering off some kind of political explosion. Um, because working, they concluded... Dealing with Trump is brings its own problems, um, but some people uh, view take the view that Trump indictment is very imminent, and they really ought to just go in and and look, because they are convinced they will find the documents they're looking for, but there is an awful lot of documents there. Um, now, when we spoke at our very last podcast, we got to the stage where um, uh, the the um, the district court, the eleventh district court, had decided that um, the DOJ could have uh, access to the one hundred classified documents, and that the um, special masters wanted. Um, Trump and his legal team to explain to him which of the 10,900 documents yeah. remaining um, could be identifiably classified, and if so, an explanation as to the classification. Trump has declined to do so, stating all sorts of reasons that they they wouldn't have enough time to do it. Ignoramus proctus. It has. <laughs> emerged however that he doesn't have the money to pay for the employment of a team to examine those documents Mary Garland has come up and said yes we'll pay for it you can pay for it you can pay us back afterwards and so has made that offer um, so that that process can go on because Trump's strategy has been a holding one up to this point and so that's that's on the table and offered. But the DOJ has gone one step further now and now are saying to the 
um, 11th District Court uh, that they're also going to submit an appeal. And the appeal is going to ask for the retention, their retention of the 10,900 documents, which um, they considered to be relevant to any criminal inquiry. And the man at the heart of the management of that exercise is Clarence. Um, help me, the uh, the uh, Clarence Thomas, the supreme, the supreme. Yeah, he is very much the man organising this, and there is a lot of concern and a lot of anger about the fact that, given his wife's involvement in the attempted insurrection um, uh, of uh, Biden, um, that he ought to be recusing himself. Um, he has declined to do so, and he has now written a letter to the district, the DOJ, asking Merrick Garland and his team to provide a response to Trump's and his lawyers' claim that, that those, doc those 10,900 documents ought to be returned to Trump, fundamentally. So it's the whole exercise is littered with massive complication and more legal complication and more important people are wondering whether or not this doesn't all go well for the Supreme Court because they feel that they're not acting fairly and they're certainly not acting within the law and that um, Clarence... Thomas really ought to be stepping down. What did G so his wife, uh, Ginny Thomas, was involved in all the January 6th insurrection behind the scenes. She's given evidence to the January 6th committee, but we don't know what it is yet. Yes, what she's basically maintained her position. She claims that even after all the questioning, even after all the things that have that have happened and all the information that have been released that she still believes she still believes and maintains her you have to bear in mind that she's also a lawyer she still believes that biden won the election unfairly <laughs> the election was corrupt she still maintains her position that that is actually the case There is an irony in the fact that these Republicans are the ones that are gerrymandering the system that make already the election unfair. So the fact that Democrats win seats is even more of a uh, congratulations for them for climbing the mountain because it's they've they've had they've got the game set against them. So it's quite yeah. hilarious to hear the other side then saying, "Oh, it's unfair." you're the one that created the unfair system and you are benefiting from it and still you complain when they won against your odds. <laughs> it's you know, it, it, this is really a bit of a quagmire. This whole political, um, political legal system is real complicated. It, it just takes an awful lot of unravelling. And more importantly, something new happens almost every single day. 
it's possible to have been briefed on this issue on Monday and by Tuesday feel that you really have no idea what's going on because um, things moved forward so quickly. That what the strategy is, is very clear. Trump is playing a long game. His intentions are to draw this out for his beyond the midterm elections. And that's why the midterm elections, November elections are really important. He wants to draw it beyond that. And the hope is that that by the end of the midterm elections, the um, Republicans would have assumed control of both the um, Senate and the House committees. And if they do so, they can they can control the legislature. They can control more or less everything that's happening within these two branches of government. However, the difficulty for them is always going to be that Biden still will remain the um, the, uh, the the president. However, they can frustrate him. Um, they can make it impossible for him to do anything. Um, they'll make it. I mean, he will effectively just be a lame duck president. And the plea to Democrats and the rational thinking people of America is: Look, if the Republicans take control of the House and Senate this autumn, it's possible that Trump could win yet another term in government. And if he does so, the danger for us losing democracy is very real because it's clear that Trump is no Democrat. You know, I mean, he doesn't believe in democracy. You know, he's an autocratic style of governor. And more importantly, his short-lived career in politics is littered with criminal actions and involvement and an individual involved in a multiplicity of criminal activities. And that's witnessed by the sheer numbers of them that are involved in the, the legal system currently. And um, it looks like we've got more news on that a little further down the line. Well, have you have you seen Maggie Haberman's new book or the the highlights from it? I have. I have rather mixed feelings about Maggie, Maggie Haberman's um, recollection. It seems the strategy in America is you go, you serve, whether in the media or in government, you serve a term in office, and then you at the end you retain all the. Inf- the juicy information to yourself, and at the end of it, you write a book to make some money. Um, and she had a rather lengthy, in, several in, interviews with Trump, and she's published the his replies fundamentally, um, much of which I don't think is surprising anybody. I think we all knew this. All we've now had is just confirmation that he believed or he said what he said. Um, and, you know, yet another, you know, we've seen it with other books recently being written, many other books being re- recently written by members, ex-members of Trump's cabinet. Um, and now, you know, by journalists and the net results are the same. Tell me something I don't know. You know, we don't know. <laughs> well, OK, Trump decided to call Elaine Chow a racist name on Twitter. 
who yeah. was his ex was he was he the education secretary or energy or that anyway one of the transport transport secretary and she resigned after the january 6 um insurrection and yeah. it's actually mitch mcconnell's wife yes and mitch mcconnell and we're going to come to that in for, oh while. we're coming all right yeah we're coming to that in the short just a very short while you're you're absolutely right dave um but I just wanted to provide just a little bit more background information about some of the people that Trump has been directly involved in. There's been a really important case that's occurred this week, which um, I, I like to share the outcomes of it. It's the Oath Keeper founder, Stuart Rhodes, and four others who st stood trials um, um, for seditious conspiracy on January the 6th. And there's some very important issues here. Um, just to explain a little bit about who the Oath Keepers are. They're a right-wing pro-Trump parliament paramilitary group. And five of them took part in the biggest sedition trial in America for over 80 years. They brought armory, guns, and grenades to D.C., um, on January the is it, 6th. Is it televised, Des? Sorry? Is it televised, this trial? R the, very good question, Dave. I'm unsure. Um, I've well, been I think we would have reports. seen some of it, wouldn't it? We would have seen I'm, some. I'm not sure that it is, um, but I've been following the written reports as opposed to the um, any... I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know is the honest answer. Um I've just been following the written um, re um, records, and more importantly, um, the, the the report, the criminal justice reporter, um, provides a very good um, um, report on things that took place in the in the actual um, courts. Um, uh, but just to say that they the 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 oath keepers brought armory guns and grenades. <laughs> this is important thing to um, D.C. on January the 6th to hunt down. They were looking for individual lawmakers. Nancy Pelosi's name was high on the list. And they were attempting to block President Biden from taking office. So I I'd like us to hear a little snippet of Alan Fuhrer's report on from the courts. Sure. So it's going to get down to a question of intent, right? So there's tons of evidence that um, after the election, Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers, was very vocal about not wanting to let Joe Biden get into office. The government says that is evidence that they had a conspiracy afoot to stop the lawful transfer of power. The defense says, no, that's more of a free speech issue. The why of it, you know, the the government, you know, no one disputes that the Oath Keepers, um, you know, had this armed quick reaction force stationed in hotel rooms across the Potomac River in Virginia, uh, kind of at the ready should things go wrong on January 6th. And, you know, the government says, hey, that's evidence that they had this plot afoot to stop the transfer of power again. The defense says, no, it had nothing to do with that. Those armed Oath Keepers were stationed in those hotel rooms awaiting orders from President Trump to invoke a, a, a revolutionary era law called the Insurrection Act that would have given them the legal standing as a militia to come to Trump's aid. Again, it's a question of intent. 
the judge set kind of specific limits on, on, on how this defense could be raised. And again, it had to be raised as an issue of intent. There is a defense called a public authority defense where someone charged with a crime says, hey, I thought I was following the law when I was breaking this crime, or I thought I was acting under the authority of a government official. And that's a so, sort of closely related but separate thing. What the Oath Keepers are saying here is they believed, they're in their minds, they believed that it would have been legal for them to bring their weapons over the river and come to the aid of their compatriots at the Capitol had Trump invoked the Insurrection Act. And what's interesting about that, aside from the sort of novel and very risky, frankly, uh, defense they're raising is, you mentioned before that there have been sedition cases in the past, going back, you know, Civil War cases through, um, you know, the Wobblies, the Radical Unionists, through sort of war resistors, uh, you know, on up to Islamic terrorists. Nobody, none of the, and no one charged with seditious conspiracy has ever tried to ally themselves with the chief executive of the government while charged with seeking to use force against the government. Mm. <laughs> These arguments like fry your brain. It's like don't the infinity they... loop. Yes. Don't... This is the interesting, this is the wonderful thing about sedition, uh, seditious in, sedition indictment, is that to prove sedition, it has to work. You have to be successful. You would have to, you would have to have a successful sedition. Yeah. Well, if you, but if you had a successful decision, you would be the ruling party, and therefore you would not be facing a court martial of any kind because you would have won. So you could, you you can only, you can only as a government you know, indicate seditious behavior if they lost. And then you have to improve to, you have to, um, uh, you have to prove the issue that he was talking about, which is the issue of intent. You no, have no, to no, prove... no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is, this is hurting my brain, genuinely hurting my brain, <laughs> yes. right? Yes, so absolutely. I want to overthrow the American vote because I think the other guy won, but he's still in power. So therefore, I'm going to overthrow the decision because the commander, but he's the commander in chief. He can command all the armed I don't understand, Desmond. Like, there, it's some weird, like I say, infinity loop argument. Like, what? How you can be working for him? Like, this is yeah. the wonderful, but that, but it's because. He lost, but wants to remain in power. And he is using criminal means to retain the reign of power. Now, if he successfully uses that, he will remain in power. And there is no question of him being um, charged with sedition. But didn't it also come out in the trial this week that the members of the Oath Keepers were speaking to people in the Secret Service? They were speaking to a lot of people, um, a lot of very important and very senior people. Um, they, the, the, the difficulty of this case is for 
the defense, not the prosecutors, is that four of the five of them have already pleaded guilty to sedition. So it isn't the question of proving sedition. It's a question of determining who else was involved. They're not after the small fries. They're after the big guns. They want to know who were operating, who were the puppet masters, who were operating them. You know, Trump. It seems Trump because he's also trying to keep some certain documents classified and not handed Precise. over. And basically, is his calls list with yeah. little notes next to it, like yeah. this is the geezer that wants to kill Nancy. Yeah. Now remember, last week we spoke about um, uh, we spoke about the Secret Service. Yeah. And we spoke about the the cha uh, Trump's uh, um, appointment of um, someone to head the Secret Service, who uh, has subsequently resigned. T Tony Ornato, isn't it? Absolutely, precisely. Who has now resigned? What we have also discovered during the course of the, the last uh, week or so is that. The Secret Service have destroyed, destroyed all the text and phone records of their operation on the two days of the, the day before the insurrection, the day of the insurrection and the day after the insurrection. Funny that because it might show that there was almost a coup inside of them, you know, but there's nothing is ever deleted in this digital world give it time google will help uh, out course, or somebody that yeah according to them at the moment at this stage because they're still hunting the fbi is still digging according to them the the records are re, they can't be they're gone they're you know deleted forever um but people are asking why only the records on those three yes. days yeah yeah, yeah, because before they said it was done by error, they couldn't find it. Or they, they used many excuses, and now they say, oh, it's deleted and gone forever. Is it really? Absolutely. Is it really, Desmond? So I want so you... to see the IT technician who says, here they are. They're there. Well, you know someone's sitting on them right now. Well, this is a big issue at the moment in the, 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 the amongst the multiple investigators. Um, but that's one element of it. But coming back to the other issue about the insurrection, it's never happened in American politics before that the incumbent is working against his own uh, um, government to retain him to retain power. I mean, Trump is effectively destroying his government so that he could serve as king ultimately the sad thing for the oath keepers at the moment is that the fbi through their interrogation is clearly have already got four of their um four of their four of them to to uh, uh, to plead guilty to sedition so they the, the you know the, the case is already lost by those four and the, now they want to find out information about who else was involved. And, you know, there are links apparently with people like Roger Stone, some of uh, Trump's uh, close aides, they claim, were also involved in 
you know so there are lots of allegations that are flying left right and center nobody knows for certain what is happening so the next few weeks will be interesting but the noose is tightening thank god but this this is the difficult bit the really truly difficult bit for the american people if they return republican senators To the Senate and the House, everything will get dropped. So the next few weeks up and certainly up until the midterm elections are over are going to be very important. And that brings brings us to one of the critical seats at the moment in this whole issue, which is that Ray Herschel Walker just a little bit of background about him is a f- american footballer star and is trump's nominee was trump's nominee for the georgia seat and if we remember georgia is where trump made that dramatic plea to 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 overturn <laughs> the, yeah to our, to, the, to our friend raffensburger to, Raffensperger to overturn the Georgia um, elections. However, Herschel Walker, the Republican nominee, is running against the Democrats' Senate incumbent, Steve Warnock. And he's running on an anti-abortion platform with no exception for rape, for no, no exception whatsoever. It has emerged that Walker had paid for a woman to have an abortion in 2009 and urged the same woman to have a second abortion two years later. She chose to have their son instead. Now, the son is about 10 years old today, and um, their identities have been kept secret to protect them. But Herschel has been denying these facts and claim he has no knowledge of the woman's existence. The election is tight and close, and Walker promises to institute a federal ban on abortions across the U.S. Now, overnight, Herschel Walker's son has hit back at his father, and we have a little audio for you. I stayed silent as the atrocities committed against my mom were downplayed. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values people, he has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I have a silent lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies, when you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate all. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. 
I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. And then for people on the left to act as though I'm responsible for all of the things that he has done. I've talked about father, I've talked all these issues because they've been close to me because they matter to me, because I went through it. That's why I've talked about it. So when you say, well, talk about your dad, but I am, I'm saying this behavior is atrocious. Don't come for me. You don't have to like my father. You don't have to like me. You don't have to, I'm just saying I'm done with the lies. We were told at the beginning of this, he was gonna get ahead of his past, hold himself accountable, all of these different things. And that would have been fine. Go ahead. He didn't do any of that. Everything's been a lie. Everything's been downplayed. Everything's been cutting corners. The whole thing. And who, who is, whose expense is that at? Me, my mom, as we're chased down by the media, uh, we're, we're terrorized, all these different things. Uh, uh, people are questioning my authenticity. I'm done. Don't lie. Don't put this on me. You, this is a candidate issue, not a me issue. I wouldn't have spoken out if there weren't all these lies every day. And just two more things I have to address and then I'm done with this buffoonery nut job land. This is atrocious. People on the right are pulling up that I did a campaign event with my dad last year. They're saying, well, you supported them all last year and all this year, you look suspicious. No, 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 you all have been calling me saying, why aren't you on the campaign trail with your dad? Why aren't you helping him out? This looks weird. You should go help him. And I've said to you calmly, I'm not getting involved. You don't know my family life. I did one event last year when we were told he was gonna get ahead of his past and hold himself accountable. None of that happened. Everything's been a lie. So for me to tell you I'm not getting involved and then you also be flooding my DMs and calling me saying, I didn't know all this about your dad. We're gonna lose the centerpiece. And then when I simply say, I'm done with the lies, you go, well, Christian looks suspicious. Excuse me? I haven't told one story about what I experienced with him. I'm just simply saying, don't lie. And then for, for certain political pundits to be pulling up old pictures I posted of my dad, thinking they can police and, and determine what my relationship with my dad was. If you wanna pull stuff up, I'll pull stuff up. Don't try me. Don't test my authenticity. Why, why is he stopping himself? Please, please continue. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us a story. <laughs> what lies is he telling? There is more. And it will, I'm sure, emerge over the next few days. But I I don't know if many people know much about Herschel Walker or what you know about him. But just to say that his fame is as a sportsman, as a footballer. Um, an American footballer, that is. He is not the brightest button. <laughs> he's got mental <laughs> health issues, man. He's not with it. He's, no, and not by a long way. And it's what's very clear is there is quite a lot, appears to be quite a lot of manipulation here. He's, McConnell's very unhappy with Trump about nominating Herschel. Uh, not not because he uh, was racist towards his wife. <laughs> because the plan is clearly to use the man. You have to remember... Well, the, the reason is that they're still in bed because the second they fall out, Trump says, OK, you cannot use my name in your um, fundraising. And yeah. then they lose millions. So yeah. th this is all it really is, you know, fundamentally. That's the only reason they're going along with it. 
and but also the they need to win the Georgia seat to have any chance of taking back the Senate. Oh, really? Um, Is yeah, that the, that key that key in the, it's, the story? It's that key. The the prediction in now is that if the Democrats can hold on to Georgia, they've possibly got one or two other states that they they they've got chances at. If they can do that, they may find themselves two or three um, uh, seats more than the Republicans, and therefore will retain control of the Senate. And if they're able to do so, they won't have the deciding Kamala Harris vote. They won't need it. And they and could do or, a lot. Or, 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 or Munchkin, whatever his name or, is. Absolutely. Mansion, and also cinema. They but the thing is, what, what what's interesting is looking at some of the races. Yes, we've seen a lot of Trump candidates get ahead, but those are in Republican selections when they are fighting out amongst themselves who will be the Republican candidate. And one of the ones that I found most interesting was the Alaskan one. Yeah. Where, yeah, is Republican forever, but it's a Democrat that's now won the, the nomination up there. That, um, oh, she's a, what did they call them? A, a native, yeah, in, in Inuit population. Yes, yes, yeah. she is indeed, and she's also very popular too. And she won com- comfortably. Um, yeah, won that Alaskan seat very comfortably. The other thing just to is to share as well with you is that there are a number of um, Republicans who are deeply unhappy with Trump. They're deeply unhappy with the party. Um, and uh, they are now signing documents and encouraging the Democrats' opponents, their Democrat opponents, to to um, to get the necessary votes they are to to thwart the, um, the Republicans' opportunities to win back the Senate. There and important to remember about Hirsch, what what McDonald was saying was that you cannot make a buffoonery of the American the American political system. You, if you're going to be titled a lawmaker, you must have the inherent capacity to make laws. You must have an inherent um, ability to understand the complexities of making laws and the complexities of understanding rather difficult subjects. Um, and you know, we, we people like uh, McConnell would say, you know, that except that uh, Herschel Walker has a talent as a footballer, but certainly not as a politician, and certainly not as a lawmaker. And, you know, this is perhaps an ambition too far. And he feels that Trump should not have been um, pushing his for his nomination. And what's what's emerged very clearly is that Herschel Walker is basically many fear that a yes man, that he will actually do what he's instructed to do by the Republican Party. And they can't afford now to change their mind. It has to be Herschel and nobody else. And the sad thing for him is that the man that he opposes, which is Warnock, is a minister. He's a church minister. 
Well, let's and, see what happens. Remember, Stacey Abrahams is uh, working in Georgia, and she she can make miracles often happen. So, well, yeah, she herself is in a little bit of trouble, by the way. Um, but anyway, we'll just finally the the other issue is that we talked about McDonald. Um, Trump has threatened Mc, McConnell, McDonald. I'm saying McConnell. <laughs> the um, Republican leader of the Senate, with a death wish and use racist slur to describe his wife. Um, he's angry. Trump was angry with McConnell, uh, Mitch McConnell, for agreeing to reform the Electoral Count Act. This is the source of the, uh, the anger. McConnell has agreed to reform the Electoral Count Act that will stop January 6th from happening again. Um, and that's why Trump is unhappy. He feels that McConnell should not be doing so. And now Trump is trying to incite violence. He's not interested in anyone but himself. He's embracing QAnon. His rhetoric is getting more violent. And he's boiling down support to find people that will support him to overthrow the federal government. I mean, it's as simple as that. Um uh, and if he's able to do that, then, of course, he's in the box seat as far. But it must be noted that Trump's popularity is diminishing yeah. fast. As is his fundraising. Anyway, we are, we are against the clock as always. There's, I didn't... Our country is in just as much of a disaster, but Liz, please trust me and crazy quieting. It's been an interesting week and an even funnier conference to watch. And I think she's very thankful for the Greenpeace protesters that, um, you know, blasted in during her uh, speech because it buoyed up the audience. But now we are the anti-growth mob. Are you an anti-growth mob anyway? And the one that really made me giggle, Des, was the role in blackouts. Now, you were around in the 70s. What was it like? Awful. Why? What because did you do? You didn't know what was happening from day to day. Oh, they didn't announce like, okay, tomorrow you will have a blackout during this time to this time. Things were chaotic. Total and utterly chaotic. Um, that's the strongest memory about all of this. Um, the British government feels that they don't need to worry about blackouts the predictions they feel are just a precautionary one. They don't feel that because their reliance isn't as as, as large as the European, the main European um, dependency on other countries to produce, because they still Britain still produces a little bit of its own energy, that they don't feel it's necessary to alarm anybody. I think also the other issue for the British government is that they're feeling that People will probably be prohibited about overspending and overspend on 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 you know energy consumption because of the cost. That's how I read it. Yeah. Um, whether they're right or wrong, I don't know. I mean, only. The, oh, no, I was just trying to get some tips from you. Like, do I need to buy <laughs> candles? Like, what's the best thing to do? We have decided that it would be a very good idea to switch to perhaps more electric use. And but more importantly, maybe to have some standbys with some gas um, um, uh, uh, appliances for for cooking and things like that. What you mean, like so, a camping stove? Exactly. 
Um, I think I've it'd got, be I've useful. got several of them. I've, <laughs> I've tested them this summer. They work. They work. You may funny. need you may need one or two of them this just as a precaution again it's not saying that it will happen and it's not saying it won't happen we don't know and i don't think really the british government knows either it um, you know that it's not looking good is it no you can say that again <laughs> all right well that's it that was show 72 des oh, what Dave. will happen between now and show 73 a lot oh a my lot. god Oh, what's playing us out this week, Des? It's been stuck in your head, isn't it? <laughs> I have not been able to shake this for days, for weeks, for I don't know. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz by Janis Joplin? Well, if he doesn't, I will. <laughs> Thank you. I like to do a song of great social See you next week, Des. See you next week. It goes like this. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Dialing four dollars is trying to find me. I wait for delivery each day until three. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? I'm counting on you, Lord. Please don't let me down. Prove that you love me. And by the next round, oh Lord, won't you buy me a night on the town? Everybody, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches, I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime, no help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz?